Welcome to the Only Dream Big podcast, starring your host, Donnie Bedney. Only Dream Big is a podcast where Donnie will share tips and experiences on different topics, such as acquisition entrepreneurship, human capital, and the future of the workforce. He is the president of PSP Metrics and has been in the assessment and human capital management industry for more than 15 years, with the goal of driving change through people. As your guide on dreaming big, let's hear from the man himself. Uh, Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Only Dream Big Pod. I am your host, Donnie Bedney. So excited uh, to have a conversation with uh, a budding friend of mine. Uh, for my travels to Pittsburgh regularly, Dr. Margaret Larkins-Pettigrew. Margaret, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm so excited about being with you, Donnie. You know, our first encounter was so uh, so intense, uh, but it so was. educational. <laughs> uh, so you're right, you're right. This is a budding relationship because I think that we have some synergy as it relates to all of these things we're interested in. So thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's so, so great. Um, as you know, and and probably those who have listened, uh, you know, to the show for a while, uh, you know, my wife being an OBGYN, I, I am not a physician, um, but it, it's amazing how many other OBGYNs I just kind of attract into my life. Uh, it's almost like I put off this OBGYN energy or or something else, but I just end up with, it's almost like the alchemist. Um, you know, I just have a bunch of physicians that end up in my life. So, very excited to have you on the show today and talk about uh, your experience and dreams and all of that. And so, you know, just want to start off, you know, it, obviously um, you are playing and, and have played large roles um, in large health systems and had, you know, kind of being driving impact, you know, with communities and and for those. Um, and, and to be able to do that from a physician lens, you know, can you kind of take us back in your life um, and you know, at what point, let's, let's even get more specific, did you actually kind of dream about being a physician? And, and as you were dreaming about being a physician, did you see yourself as an executive leader within like health systems at that point? Or was that just something that as you were pursuing this passion and dream of being a physician, you just kind of fell into the leadership roles? Wow. So uh, I really have to start back to, uh, when I made that switch or that that hook, so okay. and it was uh I don't know if you know I was a nurse prior to becoming mm. a physician, so I, I did not know that sixteen years critical care nurse, wow, um, you know a black nurse in the early you know seventies, <laughs> very very interesting time, and um, really had a lot of um, reason to think about the issue around diversity, equity, inclusion. Mm. Really didn't didn't call it that, but yeah. at that time called it advocacy for my people. Mm. And so I um, I saw so much as a nurse, and was treated you know so differently. I mean think about th- that time and you know Ooh. take care of folks who said you know I don't want you taking care of me because you're black and mm-hmm. you know living through those experiences and mm. um, and then watching some of the the great care but some of the poor care that you know people who look like me mm-hmm. were getting and even people who didn't look like me but who were in, in poverty and mm-hmm. uh, homeless and um i at that time i knew i wanted to do something that was in the advocacy space mm-hmm. that okay. would help other people so that's kind of where it started and so i um as i was working 
as a nurse in those critical spaces, mm-hmm. I would see decisions made um, that I didn't feel comfortable with. Remember, this is high mm-hmm. level, very intense burnout situations. Sure. And um, and I was working in LA a lot, and I was, mm-hmm. you know, and so um, you know, I would see some of those critical cases come in, some of the gang banging stuff that was going on. Sure. And um, but I would see the the difference in the treatment that people were receiving. Mm. Not only as patients, but the difference in how their their caregivers, their family mm-hmm. members, their community members um, were being treated at that time. And so wow. I knew that I wanted to be in this advocacy space. And so okay. I, I would talk to some of the other physicians and most time it was not physicians of color because there weren't many around. Sure. Um, and so I would talk about uh, some of the cases that I was I was working on and I mm. would be very specific about um just very specific about what was going on with patients, asking them questions around the actual diagnosis and um, some of the critical elements of what was happening physiologically mm. and pathophysiologically. And okay. I was being told um, by these white folks that I, you know, mm-hmm. were, who, who were very grateful colleagues to me. Yeah. They would say to me, you don't need to know that. You know, why do you need to know that? That's your nurse, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure yeah. you've been there. You, you don't even oh, know, man. you know. And so, um, and I thought, well, I think I do need to know that because mm-hmm. I felt like I could give better care if sure. I knew more about what was happening. So, but um, one another colleague said to me that you you ask so many curious questions, mm-hmm. you probably should think about medicine because wow. and um, and then I I was thinking and then. One day, another one of the colleagues said to me, uh, you don't need to know that you are not a physician. Mm. And I said, you know, I need to be a physician, obviously. All right. Now, I'm in my 30s already. You know? Wow. So I'm in my 30s. I'm in, uh, I think it was like 34 or so. And I, so to think about that, making that book, that change is pretty significant at that yeah. age with three children and a husband who was at then time, he was, he was actually the, um, the vice president of Tuskegee University. Right? Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So tennis. He were. We were there. He was. Uh, we were living the dream related to mm-hmm. being in that space where we saw, you know, um, everybody who's somebody, you know, sure. um, who who was coming through there. Yeah. And um, I amazing just, HBCU. Wow. I, yes. I did not, yes. Uh, so yeah. my children, you know, sitting with all of those icons at the time, you know, Desmond Tutu, and you know, just all these folks. Yeah. And I, uh, of course, you know, then I like, okay, I, I need to know more about my history. Yeah. We were in a household where we looked at a lot, looked at a lot of things that happened in our past and we're training our children to, you know, think about their futures and, but not making sure they knew their past. Sure. And so um, I was really in a place that I said, I need to make a change in order to mm-hmm. be the advocate that I need to be. Yeah. That was yeah. the, and so my husband said, you know, well, it's getting late. Meaning, <laughs> so if you're gonna make this change, yeah, and uh, I think you better make this change sooner than later. And uh, sure. just such a supportive, you know, guy. So that's the whole. You know, I always talk about you know choosing the right mate. Yeah. So very essential that you take time to choose the right mate. Because this yeah. is a phenomenal guy. If you said, you know, I'm going to back you 100. This is something you want to do. Then you're doing it for all of us. Because you yeah. know the whole philosophy about what it would do for not only our family, but our community. And so we had already thought through that. And so 
um, I decided that I was going to go, go to go to med school. So wow, wow. Well, I mean, oof. Um, so many, so many directions that we could go um, based on that. But thank you, thank you for sharing that. Um, why don't we, if, if you can, you know, can you unpack, um, you know, some of the elements of that decision, right? And and frankly, even maybe even the environment. I, I'm it, just as you're sharing about, you know, Tuskegee and you know, getting some of that feedback from physicians. I mean. You can go back to the history, right? Like with syphilis and like you know mm -hmm. the Tuskegee experiment and and all of those pieces. But but specifically, you know, as you think about making a decision to switch careers, granted, still in healthcare, but to go back to school to become a physician, it you know almost in your mid thirties, um, you know, it just begin like the lessons that you know I think that some of our listeners can garner. Uh, because I'm sure some of them may be, you know, in their 30s, maybe they're in their 40s, maybe even 50s, um, you know, just just seems to be a great example of, you know, when you have a passion or feel a calling or purpose for doing something, there really is no timeline, right? Like the, the perfect Absolutely. time was exactly then. My time. Right? Right. So, you know, we always take these life journeys, and, and I think that people need to think about their own experience as a life journey. Because, you know, we only could be a couple things we're sure, but we, we yeah. born and we die, right? So sure. when we think about how how much we're going to invest in that time, mm -hmm. then what do we, you know, what do we want to do? Do we want to um, be an expert in something you know, mm -hmm. or do we want to be significant? You know, as a free mm. And that's the, that's the difference because you can mm -hmm. say, you know, uh, redefine your joy. What's going to bring you joy? Mm -hmm. right? And so and, and many of us don't don't take the time to redefine what that means to us. Mm. And I think that, uh, you know, a lot of that experience that we had, you know, being at Tuskegee and being, you know, I worked in, uh, in uh, John Andrews where they did the, the mm -hmm. Tuskegee experiment. I was, I yeah. saw children of the folks that, you know, the, the children of the men and women yeah. and women yeah. had been infected because, you know, the, the wow. men, when they went home with syphilis, it wasn't like they weren't giving it to the wives. Right? No, absolutely. Yeah. And then the children they were having, you know, were general syphilis for you know, children. Wow. So I, I think that um, the time for me was the time for me. Yeah. And it, no matter what. And and I can tell you in that in my, that experience going back, there were, there were folks in my class who were 40, 50 years old. You know? mm -hmm. And so there's no time, there's there's really no time um, for you that's mm -hmm. my time. Right. So yeah. it, it's just all about when I knew that I needed something else to yeah. make me whole, right? Yeah. And um, I, in making that decision um, was difficult. Sure. It was difficult for me because I had a family. I had a husband who was very busy. You know, yeah. he, you know, he was at, in that academic space, and he was moving toward being a president of a, of a college and university. Wow. Uh, I had three children. You yeah. Know? I lived in. We lived in Tuskegee, Alabama. We drove our kids to school, fifty miles both ways. I wow. mean, literally. Uh, to make sure that they had the best schools they can go to in Alabama. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So there was a lot of challenges related to, you know, can I do this? How can I do this? Just based on where I was in my my life, my family life. You know, it yeah. had nothing to do with how academically I was prepared. Sure. It was all about, could I really do this financially, yeah. you know? And so, um, so how did I do this financially? Because, you know, I'm sure people thought about that. You know, so. Man. Um, uh, I enlisted 
I enlisted in the military. I'm still mm. young enough. And um, I had a wonderful uh, guy who, uh, Colonel Zeke, who was in his okay. army, and but I was I went into Navy, okay. who uh, was so supportive. He was a sponsor. Mm. He uh, was a family friend who said, mm. uh, "If you want to do this, and you mm. know what the you know what 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 it mean for your family." I did sure. not want to stop and to hope to alter my children's path to be the best they could be. Sure. Right. And mm -hmm. so we need to be able to afford to keep them in schools and to do yep. all those things. And so um, I went into the Navy, signed up and wow. said, you know, I will die for my country. I actually mm. said, so, <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. And, and when you say that, it's not you don't take it lightly. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to think about what that means. And so mm. I am. Uh, I enlisted, went into the military, and they paid for all of my medical education. Got it. Uh, at the same time, they paid for your medical education, gave you a stipend, right? Mm -hmm. So it yeah. still gave my family some some uh, ways, some means to continue yeah, the lifestyle that they had. So okay. um, there's, you know, there's there's a lot of thought that I had to go through to think about mm -hmm. it. It's not that I sat there. We we decided, okay, this is something you want to do. So now, how can you afford it? And then now, yeah. so it was strategically looking at how we can do this and. But ultimately, looking at the end result, because yeah. we know we're looking ahead, right? Sure. Looking at what it meant to our family, our communities, mm. you know, you know what it meant to medicine, you know. Yeah. Because I was always being told that you know African American providers, physicians, clinicians, mm -hmm. yep, are it's it's like money in the bank because you you know it's these are assets. Sure. In, in the moment that you understand that you are an asset, yeah, you know, and that you can be significant. Mm. then mm -hmm. it will make a difference. You yeah. know, we all want to leave legacies. We all want to make sure that we've yeah. done all we could do. So yeah. that was a, an interesting switch. And it didn't go without, you know, lots of uh, lots of tears, lots of, sure. how am I going to do this? Yeah. Uh, before the decision was made. So. Yeah. Man, that that is, uh, but but so powerful. I mean, just, it, you know, a couple of things that, that you shared and, and the fact that you were able to, Know, literally be an example for your children for what you were teaching them right when you were when you were saying that before like you know understanding like you know more about our past and kind of where we came from while still being focused on the future and you just reiterated that you know it in making that decision it was still focusing on the future and the impact that you were going to have even if there was going to be you know potentially some sort of discomfort which it sounded like you know that commitment to uh you know the military and thank you for 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 that commitment um you know w was a way to kind of mitigate you know a little bit of that um and i'm imagining that even some of those decisions frankly um help you you know even in in some of the leadership roles and stuff that you've done before right because I, I know personally as a leader uh of an org um you know at times we're always looking for ways to potentially mitigate things that you know, could be impactful to us or the people who report to us or their families and, you know, all of those things. So, I mean, man, to be able to do that at 34, that's just uh, unbelievable. And kudos to your husband, um, you know, as well. That's. Oh, I tell you. So, I mean, and I couldn't have done it without a, a mate who was, who was going to be supportive. Mm -hmm. um, I think that, and we've been together for, for 43 years this year. So it is really Correct. a matter of, uh, is, of the partnership. And it's yeah. really making sure that we are uh, taking care of one another. And I think that's mm -hmm. so important for people to think about yeah. uh, those commitments. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, so, so I, I mean, let's fast forward a little bit. I mean, I, I am so intrigued because it, you know, just as, as our friendship continues to grow, I did not know this. So this is, this is unbelievable. I'm learning this as well. It's great. Um, so, you, you know, you, you make a commitment to the Navy, you, you go to med school, um, you know, w- was this all in Alabama? Uh, at that point, did you have yeah. to move, right? Because you're, you're going to, I know I'm very familiar with the application process and all right. that kind of stuff. So what happened there? So, uh, so I had to move. So I, um, I was accepted only in three, three uh, universities, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I was an older student. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that whole issue of where you're going to, where are you actually going to be accepted? Yeah, Absolutely. And I had applied all over the place and um, just because, but I wanted to stay wherever close to where my husband was. Of course. So, so I applied, uh, of course, to Morehouse and because yeah. I was in Alabama. So yeah. the closest place would be to go With to Georgia. Of course, Georgia. Yeah. And then um, and, and some other schools, but I also applied here in Pittsburgh. Oh. And that was strategic because of family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of course. So we, we thought about that and... Um, so I, I get accepted. I get accepted into Morehouse, mm. and my husband is the vice president of Tuskegee. And <laughs> I really shout can't. out to all the amazing HBCUs out there. Oh my God! And so <laughs> I, I literally can't leave at this moment. I I just felt like this was it was not the time for me to leave my husband and my of children. Course. Yep. Because yep. he couldn't leave. He was tied to this job and. Uh, my mom came and she helped, you know, a whole lot. And so I had lots of support, but I, uh, I asked to defer for that reason. And I said, um, I'd like to defer just one year, just, you know, cause we need to unpack some things and how are we going to do this and how is it going to work out? Mm-hmm. And, uh, believe it or not, I was told no. Yes. <laughs> I was told no, that, you know, this is your shot you take it and you need it. Right. And it might have had something to do with the fact that I was older and, you know, they didn't want, you know, and they were taking a chance on me, which I'm sure they were, you know. And sure. so, um, so I didn't go. And then uh, I got accepted also to University of Pittsburgh. And uh, the University of Pittsburgh said, we'll wait for you. And I thought, OK, so I, I took that year and really made a difference in preparing to leave my family because I wanted to leave my husband there to really do some of the things he wanted to do as in that position mm-hmm. and uh, had my mom come and you know it was it was very interesting because it wasn't time for them to leave you know my my, uh, my husband to leave yeah. and so yeah. I took that journey back to Pittsburgh and it was a journey because I was by myself I came back initially I have a family here yeah. I initially lived with my sister and then I moved into a place on my own but I, I was by myself mm. I had not been by myself for many years. Mm. So as a as a woman, uh, I was always so very cautious. Mm-hmm. As a mother, I was always always so very guilty. Mm. Right? I mean, mm. I the um, the guilt that I experienced during my first year of medical school almost took me out of medical school. Mm. Especially in your first year, man. Yeah. First. So you know the. First. You got to dig in, you know, I mean, you, you, you know, you, you go underground basically. And yeah. I, I left three young children mm. down in, uh, in, uh, in Tuskegee with my mother and my husband, but it was the, the mother, the, the nurturing of, 
of uh, thinking, you know, I had taken, I had done something that was career minded. Yeah. When maybe I should be home making cookies. Sure. You know? Yeah. And that's a really difficult decision for mm. women to make alone internally. Yeah. And then men around you mm-hmm. sometimes don't make it easy at all. Now, my oh. husband was very supportive. Right? Sure. But it was, you know, others around us. You know, oh, people, man. Like, this is all crazy. that noise. Like, what are you doing? All that noise, you know, all that, all that noise. Yeah. Yeah. Family members, friends, you know, but it, it was it was really important for my husband and I to really pull together yeah. and uh, and decide that we were going to do what we were going to do together. Mm-hmm. And so I made the journey and the first year was probably the toughest year of my life. Um, and so I and I made it through. I mean, it, it was a. Uh, but there was it was not without it was not without those feelings and those uh, the really difficult emo- emotions that go mm-hmm. into the mothering portion mm-hmm. that I left. So that was very, yeah. very difficult for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, just powerful, powerful lesson. You know, especially around you know, as I mentioned, kind of like blocking out the noise, right? And and being able to kind of keep your circle small when you're pursuing something that's, you know, even bigger than yourself, right? Right, And and once again, as you're talking about the future and focus on the impact to the community and all of those things, um, you know, at times, once again, just it, 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 what's the saying? Like, you can't tell everybody your dreams, right? Right, right. Uh, You just had to keep your head down. Um, But- I just want to add to what you just said. No, please, go. So, you know, Donnie, so we we insulated ourselves. We basically, Mm -hmm. and I used to describe it as um, you think about, you know, being inside of a bubble or being inside of a balloon, right? You know, yeah. if you, you blow up a balloon, you, you know, and you know the pressure, uh, the pressure a balloon can take, you know, sure. You watch your kids play with them. And so we kind of put ourselves in that space mm. and really were careful about who we let in. Mm-hmm. We were really careful about some of the folks that were causing us a lot of pressure on the outside. Mm. About because, mm. you know, we needed to know how to, we needed to mitigate that. So that the balloon didn't break. Mm, this is good. Very, very. This is good. Yeah, yes, yes. This is and good. so, and we would talk about this, you know. Yeah. How we would, you know, we may maintain those pressures, you know, okay. on the inside, and mm-hmm. so the pressures on the outside didn't be, get to be so much that it, it caused it to break or to, mm. you know. So uh, it was it was a it was a great time for bonding and for mm-hmm. coming together. It was a, a great time for really um, firming up the dream yeah. that uh, we knew couldn't happen if we had all of the noise and all the pressure that could have come. You know, yeah. and, and granted, we had pressure. We had, yeah. had lots of things going on on the outside that uh, could have derailed the dream. Mm, 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 so, mm. So my dream was my husband's dream. You know, yeah. We had to, yeah, it was, it was both. It's like, you know, we got to do this. Yeah, yeah, powerful, 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 powerful. Um, and I, I want to be. I, I always want to be cognizant of our time, uh, you know, together because I think that we could go so deep, um, <laughs> just in in all these lessons, um, you know. But as as we begin to kind of wind down our conversation today, um, you know, it, it, you made it through. <laughs> it's like we we know kind of what the a, a little bit about. You know, we can fast forward, um, you know, and we know that you made it through. Um, we know that you're still married, right? It's going to hit 40 years. So so you made it through as a family. 
Um, you know, and, and now you are, um, you know, once again, get, you've practiced and, you know, done some of those things. Uh, and I know that you've once again had some leadership roles, you know, not only kind of in the, the greater Cleveland area, but, you know, are currently in Pittsburgh, um, you know, even still and, and kind of recently, you know, moved back to take on, uh, funny enough, a role that really it, it is mind blowing that it's so connected back to why you started on this journey in the first place. Yes, yes. Right. So, I mean, how how does that feel to not only live out, you know, kind of your dream of of being a physician, but I mean, to be working in your purpose that you kind of like manifested and and spoke into so many years ago. Uh, absolutely. It's it, you know, it's really it says a lot for for dreaming, and mm-hmm. it says a lot for not giving up your dream. And if that. Mm anybody that it's it's really um being strategic and focusing and making sure that it's your dream Mm -hmm. and uh don't let anyone derail that because being here is you know we think about maslow's hierarchy right Mm -hmm. and so being at the top of that hierarchy and you have all of these other needs that you've taken care of you got a place to sleep place to eat whatever but having that that self-actualization or your position where you're using every skill that you have accumulated over the many years yeah. to really uh, strategically make a difference. Mm-hmm. And you know, not, not only a difference in when people, this is a large institution, of course, but it's a difference in every single life that comes through here. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in my space, in diversity, diversity, equity, inclusion, I see everybody has to take this journey mm. in order to have better outcomes. Mm-hmm. It's not only just the governance of the C-suite, mm-hmm. you know, which should start there. Yeah, it has to trickle all the way down to the environmental service workers. Absolutely, everybody who who's going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. But this space is a space that I I am enjoying so much. Yeah, because uh, yeah. it is that that opportunity to potentially leave another legacy. You know, mm-hmm. my children are my first legacy. <laughs> you know, that's the, my children are my first. It's a uh, you know, they're great young men who are well, who are accomplished, you know, so, you know, that's already done, you know, mm. it's that the space we spend, I think it was 90,000, 90,000 uh, hours of our, of our life mm-hmm. in our workplace, mm-hmm. you know, and so, I mean, think about all those hours. Yeah. I think it should be more. I mean, when I think about the time we spend here, right, we spend at these, at these desks and doing all these things we do. Yeah. Uh, to have that make a significant difference in other mm-hmm. people's lives is what DEI is all about. Mm. And what better place, you know, to get kicked around <laughs> <laughs> than DEI, you know? <laughs> for a good cause, for a good cause, for a right. good cause. Yeah. <laughs> um, Man, so so it, you know, as we're winding down, um, you know, one, thank you so much uh, for this. I, th- I think you know, even in this condensed time that that we're spending together, just the the gems uh, that you have dropped and shared have been significant. Um, you know, where can folks find you? Um, you know, by the way, you know, I, by the way, I know that you know you you've uh, written a book, and so you know, where can you know? Uh, folks kind of, you know, look for that. Um, because it, as we're talking about your life, I mean, just that season of your life 
so many nuggets and, and powerful things, um, you know, that you shared with us today. Um, where can folks find you, follow you, et cetera? Well, I'm all over social media. You, know. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you know, just like I talk, I, I can talk a whole lot. You know, so I, I follow you on Instagram, so I do I know have, that's right. I have all over the place, you know, uh, you'll see me. Uh, my opinion, I give you a platform and I'm going to actually tell you how I feel <laughs> like, I, and what I think. And, so I, I love it. Love it. Uh, my book, uh, it can be found on Amazon. And okay. uh, the title is The Colors of My Heart, Embrace mm. My Blackness with History, Family, Fear, and Faith. It's, uh, I, I think it, it encompasses the life of a, an African-American woman born as a you know, coal miner's daughter, you mm. know, and then how I move through uh, this life of mine, you mm-hmm. know, with, uh, with all of the ups and downs, triumphs, and uh, really to, to land on top of what I consider to yeah. be my joy. Okay. And that's, you know, no matter what's around me, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about where I'm finding the joy when I, yeah. where I continue to get filled up. And this is the place. So I'm at Allegheny Health Network mm-hmm. um, and um, see the chief uh, diversity officer of the SVP. Mm-hmm. My book is on Amazon. We will we will put a link to it in the show notes um, You know when we put this up on YouTube and, and, and otherwise. So um, that is absolutely fantastic. You know. Dr. Margaret Larkins Pettigrew, thank you so, so much for uh, spending some time with us today. Everyone, thank you for listening. This has been the only Dream Big Pod, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.